Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Braden man set to punt. Jones back deep to receive. Man takes the snap. And gets away a line drive, end over end kick, drives Jones back to his own 16-yard line. The turnable runs right to the 20, gets up the sideline to the 30, he's to the 40, cuts it back to the 50, he's loose to the 40, at the Jet 30, to the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Unbelievable! Five seconds to go! And the Jets are going to lose this game on one final special teams play that the Patriots take to the house. Unbelievable. It was a good punt by Mav, poor coverage. And Jones, boy, he's got a second gear once he sees that opening. Marcus Jones is going to take it to the house. Three hours of absolute agony. Ten seconds of pure sex. Yes! Marcus Jones! Marcus Jones! David Ortiz! Marcus David Ortiz. Jones! I'm in camp. I gotta get to the third one. <laughs> Allow me to at least Dave O'Brien it. Season-saving play by Marcus Jones. Game-saving play. Day-saving play. Legacy-saving play. Season-saving right. play. <laughs> Life-saving play. That was legitimately the first holy put a dollar in the swear jar word moment in what has been an absolute snooze and frustrating Patriots season. And it took someone that you and I, Andy Hart, had been opining for on our Six Rings podcast. Get Marcus Jones the ball. Put him on offense if you have to. Run six or eight plays through his hands. Kind of like a Charles Woodson kind of maneuver. Get him on offense. Get him the ball. A line drive kick. What did I say in the other room when we're watching thinking, ah, here we go to overtime. Oh, boy. It would be fitting if this ended 3-3. Three to three. Oh, boy. I can't believe we have to watch this. This game is agony. Second that ball left the punter's foot. And, of course, thank you to the Jets radio network and the great Bob Wishews. And for the play-by-play, Patriots win 10-3. to three. Hug your babies. Kiss your spouses. Pop the champagne. Let's go. What did I say to you, Andy, the second that ball, and of course this is Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart on the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network, 617-779-7937 is the phone number to call in, complain about the first three hours you saw, and then give me a hallelujah and an amen and an LFG for Marcus Jones and what easily is the play of the year for the Patriots and maybe the play of the season in the NFL. Andy, what did I say when that punt left the Jets' punter's foot i said that's returnable that was he kicked it too far too hard and if you're going to try to play it safe at that point in the game 
You don't give somebody. Oh, I'm watching it again. Oh, go. Oh, that cut at the 40. Uh, sneaky little bit. Mm, uh, Mac Wilson may or may not have clipped on that play. Oh, I think that's absolutely a block in the back. I'm glad they ignored it. We remember a couple oh, of years ago. The too cold. They're like, get out. They did not ignore it a couple of years ago when Gunnar Olszewski had a return for a touchdown and oh, there was a block like that right. behind him. Oh, I'm glad God. they we were saved from overtime. We were saved from maybe comes. a 3-3 tie. He's absolutely not in front of the guy. Nope. He and it's unnecessary. Nope, because Jones is going to score at that point. He's, He's at, at the, the point 12th. where he could probably dive for the end zone and still make uh, it. But Marcus Jones, I know people are going to say, like, oh, you guys honestly, are homers. He saved the season. In my opinion, I gotta the season go three ended o- today if you lose that game. I got to go three hours without a smoke or a drink now. I don't know why you keep referring to sex. I'm not having any I sex with you. I said smoke or a drink. Oh, I thought you were referencing sex. Though. No, no, that's what, well, it's almost yeah, like yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I told Clean you. Clean yourself up over there. No, I feel like I had a scorgasm. I'm excited. Uh, that was the most no. exciting play of the year and the Thank most God. exciting play they've had in a while. And uh, there were other chances. Honest- jo- uh, Jonathan Jones nearly had an interception late that would have been similar, but wouldn't have been, uh. as you put it, orgasmic, wouldn't have been quite as fun. Like this just. Yes. Ended it. And by the way, the Jets had the same opportunity, except the the uh, Pilardi, Michael Pilardi had a low punt on their yep. last punt, mm-hmm. which probably was returnable, except Matthew Slater runs across through, gets his hand up, and then your old friend uh, steps to the, he does that pro move that they talked yep. Was it you who talked about it, or did they talk yeah. about it on the broadcast? They were talking about the broadcast, I believe. Pro move by Matthew Slater, comes down right up and near the face of Braxton Berrios, steps to the side. I mean, absolutely just hit, what button? When you're playing Madden, allows you to just like juke immediately hard left or right. I don't know, uh, boy, what a boomer I sound like at this point. He just jukes hard to the left, like just steers left, puts his arm up to block Berrios's view, which doesn't allow him to snag it and try to return it after, like you said, Pilardi hit the liner, and then the Jets. They get blown up. A curious series of play calls by the Jets there at the end of that game which we have more than enough time, an abundance of time, to analyze, dissect, and question. We have a whole entire game to analyze, dissect, question, complain about, et cetera. Except right now, that play, Andy, has prevented any and all complaints, any and all issues. At least it has stemmed the tides of misery for the time being because all of a sudden, a day that looked like it was going to end in frustration, a day that was as grinding and obnoxious and infuriating when the fans had to sit there in the freezing cold. And anyone who calls in that was at the stadium or is on their way home can attest, my cheeks are still scorched with windburn from the time spent down there on the field and in the stands until I made my way back to the studio. Those fans deserve it for grinding it out, for being, they were really loud. They were watching. For watching, (laughs) honestly, like... I feel like Marcus Jones's touchdown is reparations for what they had to endure, what they had to witness, and the conditions that they witnessed them in. By the way, we are coming to you today on this very excited and thoroughly elated edition of the Six Rings postgame show from our Best Yet brand studio. Uh, no need. They just gave me the piece of paper. Uh, I'll mention Cars for Kids several times. Uh, we all know who the player of the game is. I mean, I'll say it now. We'll say it in the 5 o'clock hour. Michael Pilardi. <laughs> People are like, who's that? I just tuned in. Who the hell is this Pilardi guy Mac you keep Wilson. referencing? Yes. 
Ah, uh, holy smokes. Uh, but okay, you, also, side, just to, yeah. to, to go overboard even more, <sighs> yes. Marcus Jones is special as a returner. I think we can, he was special in college. I think it was nine touchdowns, two-time All-American, and he's already shown in a short period of time here uh-huh. special. We've seen him over the years. Troy Brown was probably the classic Dynamite. example back in the oh, day. Awesome. Marcus Jones and is so special. And so was Julian Edelman. Let, let us yep. not overlook Knack, what a good West Welker return. even. Mm-hmm. When they needed to jumpstart a drive, it's late in the game, it's fourth quarter, we're down four or whatever, we need to, boom, you would get the end. Marcus Jones has entered that hierarchy or stratosphere of Patriots punt return. Uh, Andy, in college, as we have probably mentioned on this show, it's been mentioned on the radio station, mentioned on the podcast, we'll mention it again. In college, Marcus Jones, who, by the way, the last two years in Division I college football was Pro Football Focus's highest-graded corner. He had the highest cover corner grade in college football the last two years. In addition to that, he scored four ways. That's right. You could sit down and order... The Marcus Jones four-way. He scored touchdowns as a he scored touchdowns as a wide receiver, a kickoff returner, a punt returner, and uh, as a running back. So there. How about that? He ran it. He Veterans returned. benefits just got a whole. Oh, we apologize for that, everybody. The commercials were so excited over Marcus Jones's punt premature return. They prematurely. <laughs> uh, we had premature celebration right there. We apologize for that as well. Uh, Marcus Jones scored four different ways in college, and now. In just, what would we say, probably about two-thirds of a season so far, Andy, Marcus Jones is the leading kickoff returner in the NFL, and now with his 80-yard punt return for a touchdown with less than 20 seconds left, I I would dare say he probably now vaults to the forefront of punt returners in the NFL. That also was the first punt return for a touchdown this year in the NFL. We made it over half a football season. Isn't that incredible? Just an electric play. Could not have come at a better time. No. He spared, spared us saved overtime. Saved us all. Spared us overtime. <laughs> saved the Patriots. Saved their fans. Saved everybody. Oh, my gosh. What saved the a- offensive line. Saved Mac- save Matt Patricia. Saved Mac Jones. Saved Trey. Yeah. They all, the offensive line. Holiday season is coming. Marcus Jones, y'all need to get him some nice presents. You know, quarterbacks usually do it. The whole damn team. 52 other guys. You practice squatters. Pony up to get Marcus Jones something nice. Mid-round pick. Not making a ton of money. Get him something nice. He, he gets a car. Yeah, but here's guys the, get the money. He here's the th- yeah, everyone just go take five hundred dollars from everyone in the locker room. Yep, get him a car. Upgrade his car. Damn right. Just save the season. Bel- no, you know what? Bill Belichick makes a lot of money. That's probably very illegal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're I suggesting. Take that back. <laughs> Settle down. All right. He deserves something with like Batman doors that open upward, where he can right. strut out with his big old. Well, he's not that yeah. big, but no, actually, he's big he's, time. He's, he's petite. He comes Got up. Got a big. lot of swag. You know, Got Kevin a- Falk used to say. What's Not that? the size of the dog in the fight, but the fight in the dog. And he would rub his chest when he did it. I don't know why. <laughs> to calm his dog self down? <laughs> but Marcus move. Jones is a playmaking dog, and they needed every bit of that dog today because it was a dog of a game otherwise. There wasn't even anything resembling a dynamic play in that game prior to that. Now, there were some missed interception opportunities, like we mentioned, with Jonathan Jones late in the game. Kyle Duggar tried to be a playmaker on the sidelines. He had himself a hell of a ball game today. Devin McCourty was airmailed another Zach Friday gift. I like to call him Zach Friday because he hands out interceptions to the Patriots like it's Black Friday. Usually when he plays against Bill Belichick, that's what he does, hence why I call him Zach Friday. Well, airmailed one. Oh, it's all right. You, you, you'll figure it out. Hey, people, Grandma, we're taking the long way. <laughs> people listening at home or in the car right now figuring it out. He airmails one to McCourty late in the first half. Devin McCourty, unfortunately, doesn't reel this one in after he picked up two in the game against the Jets down at Jet Life Stadium. Wow. I did not think... There we were preparing for the the slog, the trudge through what likely was an ice-cold and, and offensively inept 
overtime. All of a sudden, that play happens. There's jumping. There's clapping. People are having babies in the other I'm room. Rewriting stories. You're rewriting stories. <laughs> I'm grabbing laptops and cords. Like, oh, blank word. We got a post game show to go do, and it's completely different from the one we were emotionally preparing ourselves oh, to do. I was kind of dreading three plus hours of don't overreact because goes to overtime. Who knows? They win, they lose, but it doesn't feel good either way. Mm-hmm. You found a way to salvage this to feel good, and we all know sports are weird. That there are these yep. like. These forks in the road that you don't see coming, and I'm not trying to play your side of the street, the fraud squad, super fan, homer world, but that's a big season-saving play. And emotionally, now, that doesn't discount the O-line stinks. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't but, discount your other issues. But I have a Google Doc with the word stinks or sucks written on it like 15 different times describing different aspects and positional groups I watched team. a 2001 season. I'm not comparing even though I kind of am, but I'm not comparing. Marcus Jones is the new Tom Brady. They had a great de- <laughs> no, they had a great defense and played special teams. Yes, every once in a while, How the offense they beat just the needs Steelers to do a little in the something. AFC championship. You know what they lack? What? Remember when David Patton ran through and caught a touchdown pass against? I think the Matt Rams. Patricia's head would no against the Colts. The Colts I think okay. Matt Patricia's head would pop off if he had, if somebody asked him to draw those plays up. That's what they lack is that offense that can find a way to be creative and productive, but defense and special teams. Maybe no year more than this year where scoring is down, teams aren't as good, the bills are fading. Like, all these things, maybe defense and special teams is enough. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the number. We've got so much to break down. We'll hear from Christian Fourier later in the program. We'll hear from our guy, Kyrie Thompson in what should be an outrageous and super celebratory Patriots locker room after the Marcus Jones 84-yard punt return for a touchdown with five seconds left. I want to plug into a little bit of that energy at the stadium right now. Normally, we we wait a little bit to take calls. Hobie is on the line right now. He's leaving Gillette. He wants to talk. Hobie, tell me, what was it like? What was the scene? What was happening, my man? It was absolutely crazy. I was down right on the field. When I came around, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Everyone was jumping and screaming. We were all freezing down there, and the second he came down the field, it was the most electric thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was down there earlier uh, on the field level, and I still can't really feel my face or my fingertips from how cold it was, Hobie, and I'm sure you can probably attest to that as well. Was it, was it as crazy as it looked on TV? Yeah, we were, like, walking in and out, like, in and out of the stands trying to get warm and stuff. We walked right outside, and they get that stop on the fourth down, and they put it off. We, they bunt the ball away. And it just goes absolutely crazy. That was like the most amazing thirty seconds of my life, right there. Well, that's well. You deserve it for Hobie. You deserve sex it. is going to be great someday. <laughs> Hobie, Hobie, you deserve. Thank you for Maybe calling tonight, in, my Hobie. man. Enjoy your enjoy your evening. Happy Thanksgiving and go Pats. We'll talk to you Thursday Happy night as well. Go Pats. Yeah, buddy. Thanks so much for calling in. They, I'm telling you, those fans today, they stuck it out. There were a lot of Jets fans. Shame on you if you sold your tickets thinking I'm not going to that game. It's going to be freezing. This it was. Team, I, okay. This it was team in the 20s score. wind chill. Like, I know. I still can't feel my eyeballs. It was so cold down and there. And the first uh, 59 minutes and 30 seconds kind of sucked. <laughs> kind of? No, sucked. Okay, I was being nice. Dude, that was awful. You know me. I'm nice. I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing. Like you just said a few minutes ago, sports can be so weird. Sports, so fickle, so mercurial. It's the why idea, they're so awesome. But that's what just happened down there today. It's is why, why you never sports. leave to beat traffic. You never because you never know what you're going to see. Now I know it was a three three game, so you probably weren't going to leave to see traffic. But some people could. 
Because I wasn't so sure. It had been 3-3 forever. We were literally joking the, the fitting ending was a 3-3 tie yep. after a scoreless overtime. Right, final score, Red Sox 3, Mets 3. And then, woo, you're like fist pumping after a goal, baby. Unbelievable. 617-779-7937 is the number if you'd like to call in and talk about Marcus Jones saving the day, saving the holidays, possibly saving the season for the New England Patriots. His 84-yard touchdown return on a punt with 10 seconds remaining gives the Patriots the 10-3 win against the Jets and puts the Patriots in sole possession of third place in the AFC East. They are out of the cellar. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. You got Fitzy, you got Hart on the Six Rings postgame show here on WEI. Now, back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEI. Zach, this team, the Patriots, they you haven't been here for this whole streak, but obviously guys talked this week about getting kind of payback from last year. Yeah, we'll have these guys in two weeks. From the 16-yard line, Marcus Jones. Got a block from Schooler. Here he goes. He's going to try to beat the putter. He does. He's gone. And that is a touchdown. Are you kidding me, Kevin? An 84-yard punt return, the difference. Hard-fought game. Two defensive-minded coaches. The Jets will drop to 6-4. and four. The Patriots will go to 6-4. and four. An absolute snooze of a heavyweight fight, or dare I say, a 15-round heavyweight fight featuring lots of jabs, body blows, and technically sound boxing, and then an absolute swing for the fences with 30 seconds left in no. the 15th. Okay, I was trying to... No, technically sound. Zach Wilson was not technically nope. sound. Actually, the offensive line was not technically sound. Two very large people who have no business being in a boxing ring in a prize fight, and somebody landed a knockout in the last 30 seconds of round 15. I said, uh, I tweeted late in the game, I felt like these were two teams where you... If you're the Jets, you can't possibly trust your quarterback. He had already hit McCourty in the chest. He tried to hit Jones in the hands. Jonathan Jones on an out. He's missing wildly on the sidelines with throws. And if you're the Patriots, you couldn't possibly trust your offensive line. It's almost oh, like they you were, probably they felt were legendarily bad. Today. You probably felt better on defense when you were the two teams. When your defensive unit was on the field, you probably felt better about your opportunities and the way things were going to advance. I couldn't believe that the Jets, with less than two minutes left, weren't just trying to chew up the clock as quickly as possible they did seem to be running it out but they they were beneficiaries of a penalty of jonathan jones uh illegal hands to the face or illegal contact in the secondary which negated a sack from mac wilson i believe wow he was involved on two potentially uh penalty laden plays because he may have hit zach wilson a little high on that may have sack that was negated and then of course almost called for clipping almost marcus well i mean he, he probably clipped. called right he clipped almost called for clipping on the return as well. When we get a chance, we will bring you live Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. We will bring you audio live of Patriots coach Bill Belichick. We will also effort and endeavor to bring you highlights from other players, including the hero of the day, Marcus Jones. Man. You know what I'm kind of looking forward to? This is really weird and dorky. Sleeping. You know, well, yes. Um, 
You know those Pizza. the thing they they oh, yeah. do with next gen stats where the little uh-huh. circles and squares and they show oh, you the that. play. Mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing this play on the circles and squares. Like th- they did it with the Miami Miracle a couple years ago with mm-hmm. uh, with Gronk. Uh, I look forward to seeing that version of this. Even though I saw the actual three D live action version, right. I kind of look forward to the next gen version. I am looking forward to this play call, and we have two of the finest producers here working with us today on Six Rings Post Game Show: Nick Lapan and Justin Turpin. I'm hoping one of them can find that play call, uh, perhaps in a foreign language, because there's nothing I love more than a game-winning field goal or a game-winning touchdown in German, Spanish, whatever. However you find it, I'm here for the celebration. This is one of those ones, Andy. This this might quickly make my ser- my uh, I call it my sports serotonin playlist. I keep a I keep like a certain number of plays that I just like to rewatch every now and again whenever I'm in like one of those moods or I need a little oh cheer up buttercup after you do a show with me. You I've watched the whole thing on the ride home after doing a show with you every time. Uh you know like the Butler play and you know James White's run in Super Bowl 51, the Vinatieri kick or just some certain game winners, Amendola's touchdown to help them beat the Browns in the game where Gronk tore his ACL in 2013 like improbable plays, big field goals. Etc. That one might make the list. Like that was electric. We oh, heard the Jets yeah. call. We heard Kevin. No one better, by the way, to have on the call than Kevin Harlan. Nobody better. I, I actually wish Trent Green had taken over play by play for a few seconds. Mm. He's not capable, so that's why he didn't. <laughs> Too uh, bad we didn't have Greg Gumble. Well, and there goes Marcus McGee. <laughs> the the best. Po- well, uh, Jones. There's too many Joneses. He would have gotten confused. It's one of the Jones. But the I think the part that made it so exciting. We've seen this before in various games, but. The way the game was so bad. Justin Bethel. So not entertaining. <laughs> so not energetic. So oh. not memorable. And then, boom, like a switch, you're just ignited. Like zero. One of those, you know those roller coasters that like slowly recoil and set you up for an mm-hmm. explosive takeoff? That's yeah. what this game was. You were slowly backing up and you knew it's what a you two didn't minute know at ride. the time. It's yeah. a two-minute ride with the first minute and 58 seconds. You just hear like clink, 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 clink. clink, clink, clink. And you're just like and this. Thing. The last two seconds, you're like, <gasps> I'll just poop my pants. And we didn't know it was coming this time. We didn't actually no. know there'd be a payoff, but the payoff came and it was memorable. Like you said, like I'm going to keep... Keep going back to that, and I'm going to throw this in the face of anyone this week. And you know what, Pats fans, be prepared. I don't know where it's going to come from. Could come from social media. Could come from certain radio stations in town. They're going to try and tell you, and they'll be right to a degree. Oh, this team stinks. That game was terrible. They don't deserve the win. Uh, that's just you know lipstick on a pig. That covers up what was a putrid effort. This team's going nowhere. Forget it, because this is why you watch sports. This is why we sports fan. We hang in there for three hours of absolute bludgeoning by this game, only to be redeemed, to be saved, salvaged, and elated by plays like that. Oh, man, get your kid a Marcus Jones jersey. If that doesn't rocket to the top of the Patriots Pro Shop sales list just in time for the holidays, I don't know which one will. Now, Andy, there was a question I wanted to ask you. I think this will be a big question today and throughout the week. If a play like that can propel the Patriots onto some sort of postseason run. We will see. And you know what? Here to talk to us about that, Bob. Bob's in the car. He wants to talk about it right now on the Six Rings postgame show. Hey, Bob. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, thanks for letting me come on. Um, I, at the end of the first half, I texted my friends and my, my, my sons and stuff like that, you know, P-U-T-Z, putz, 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 because they, they just weren't doing it. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, I went back on as soon as that run started, I went to saying, forget about that. It's P-A-T-S, 
pass, pass, pass. This team will make a difference. I'm not saying they're going to go all the way. I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. But they're going to make a lot of these procrastinators or procrastinators, whatever how you say it, um, change their mind because this, this team just electrified this whole region and this whole division. Thank, thank you for letting me talk to you guys, and um, happy holidays. Thank you for the call, Bob, and a happy holidays to you as well. Could be detractors maybe instead of procrastinators. That just... You know, actually, I heard a feisty couple of JETS chants both in the parking lot pregame as well as in the stands. Now you Really? Know, yeah, like, oh, yeah, a couple of the Jets. And look, if your defense is that good, if you know your defense has this quarterback and this offense's number, there's a good chance you're going to be feeling yourself knowing, hey, our quarterback absolutely spit the bit a couple weeks ago. Our defense dominated and should have delivered the W for us. Why can't we go up there with this offense stuck in first gear? First gear is being generous, too, to the page. Well, no, because Damian Harris played his ass off and Ramondre had some nice plays. Kobe, a couple good catches, too. Actually, Mac Jones didn't even look that bad. I digress. No, when he wasn't under pressure and he wasn't, at times, I thought, handling the pressure poorly, mm-hmm. he had a decent day. When he rolled out, he actually handled the pressure nicely. When he recognized the pressure quickly and was able to evade, step into the pocket, still doesn't happen often enough for my liking. When he was able to get outside the pocket, yeah, he was able to make some plays. Short-armed a couple of throws, but hey, listen, they still got the win, so that's okay for now. But I really do wonder, can that be the kind of play, Andy, that despite your torpid offensive play, and that's being generous, despite the fact that you have an anemic offense that did go up against an excellent defense, can a play like that propel this team on a postseason run? Can it? Absolutely. Will it? Uh, I'm not that confident because I do have to take a step back and look at you you played an inept quarterback and you look like you have an inept offensive line. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I, I, I get past. Like, it's fun. You're exciting. And then when the energy starts to drain out of you and, like, the adrenaline comes back, you're like, wow. Why is our line so bad? What are we going to do moving forward with the offensive line? And then the flip side is, yeah, we can make Zach Wilson look like that. He's not going to hurt us. I will say the run defense was dominant today. That's another aspect you can build on. Mm -hmm. That's got nothing to do – well, I guess it sort of has something to do with Zach Wilson. But you were dominant against the run today. Without your best defensive tackle, no less. If you can continue – well, you won't have him for four weeks. Bill did say pregame that he expects him to come back later in the season, so that's a good thing that could help down the stretch. But – uh, if you can marry up a, a stingy run defense with the pass rush, they continue to get six sacks today. Okay, it's Zach Wilson, so maybe it's like not usually six sacks. Maybe it's only three on a normal day. But if you continue to get the pass rush, you can stop the run, and you get timely special teams, it's a formula to win. It's not the easiest way to win, nope. but it's a formula to win. That said, the the schedule gets more difficult. That's why you needed this win. But that now might be the best four. defense, though. That might be the best defense you'll play the rest of the way. Yeah, but there's other defenses, especially if some True. get healthy. Like mm-hmm. if the Bills get Tre'Davious White, which I don't know what's going on with Tre'Davious White, not back yet. But as, as he well, he did have back. an ACL, so those can, those can obviously linger. Yeah, there can be some setbacks about him coming in back for weeks and weeks. And Kair weeks, Elam and has been banged up as well. Gregory Rousseau, Jordan but Poyer. Boy, they, have you like, seen that elbow? There's yeah. some other defenses that are. I don't know that you need to be a good defense though to challenge these Patriots. With as bad as the line is playing, they're horrific. I'm watching guys just throw Trent Brown down with one arm, zip by your guy Cole Strange, the rookie of the year, oh, who's no longer we broke the rookie up, of the year. The okay, I, you broke I, up. Yeah, bad news. You've moved on to Marcus Jones. He's actually, the rookie I like. Now. I broke up with Cole, my my rookie crush. Now I I faxed Cole Strange. Okay, I was so frustrated. I had okay. my people do it too. But do I expect that? The, but you also have six wins. 
And we're starting to look at a bunched-up AFC where you win some tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Can you get in with nine wins? Can nine and eight get you in? I don't know. Well, maybe. when you win games in Tony the division, Romo, this, so now – so the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins are tied at 7-3 and three atop the division. And you get to play them. The Jets Better are now or worse, six, you get te- to play them. A team that is two games above 500 is now a last-place team in the AFC East. Patriots Best division in, in football. Place. AFC Beast? No. no. Don't grimace when you say that. Don't they don't know I grimaced. Well, I just set the stage in the theater of radio. I just is took everyone behind the curtain. Yes. You're absolutely sure. thousand percent. Okay. Over the NFC Beast? Yes. What happened to the AFC West? That was Colts had a chance really to good. beat the Eagles today. Like they're having, they're not feeling yeah. themselves right now. Jeff, Jeff Sunday. Sunday. Oh, <laughs> waka, waka. double dad joke, Michael. Oh, see, no, don't. Red Sox. Really Everyone was going to allow it, but the continued explanation of the joke only pains people. Now this is interesting because ah, waka waka. <laughs> hey, Carmen, Carmen, listen to this one. I got Carmen, Carmen. This waka waka. The lines are loaded. And no one is really calling in to celebrate Marcus Jones or t- talk about what what a. This is why we can't feeling. have nice things. Nope. See how quintessential. I'm as negative it. and as objective, and I put my own air quotes around no, it as hater. anybody. You're a hater. Can can we finish out the hour of feeling good about Marcus Jones saving your season with an 80 plus yard punt return? No, because Paul from Rhode Island wants to tell everyone how putrid the offense looks. I can't disagree. Hi, Paul. Andy Hart, you're such a straight shooter. That's why I call your show, you Uh-oh. know. Uh-oh. You're not like uh, Snagglepuss. Do I take t- stage right, stage left, you know? Anyway. I don't. Listen, where's the execution in this freaking Patriots team, you know? I understand. Uh, look at uh, Lamar Jackson today. That was embarrassing. Uh, uh, NFL product sucks. Okay. Yes, we can, all, we can all agree, I'll, Paul. It's a... Te- it's a- it is a terrible. It's a down season. I I, I believe it's a really right, dude. It's right. not a terribly watchable. It's better than sure. other products. But a division game, I'll take anything. I'll take any win from the skin of my teeth. The way that division has changed, yes. I'll take anything, anything. And thank you, Marcus. By the way, yes. My yes. my other point. My other point is this: What the hell is going to happen if this keeps up? Are you telling me that? Two teams that are like ten and seven are going to the Super Bowl if this keeps up, and there's two teams that won by the skin of the teeth: the Giants and the, and the Vikings. Okay, so here we are going to these games as as Patriot fans, and of course my Lions. Oh my God, they embarrassed, they embarrassed, they embarrassed yep. the, that team. And I'm so happy for Campbell. I am. And the whole team. But yeah. the, the problem yeah. is there's too much separation from the bottom teams to the top teams in the NFC. Well, yes, I, the, I, might agree, I may agree with that one, Paul. Thank you. But I, I, I don't want to. I do, too. No, Paul's a very honest caller. I just don't want to go too deep down the NFC separation, NFC quality uh, thread, if you will. I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate where Paul wants to go with that, but. We have a lot to focus on, unpack, and discuss and debate as far as this Patriots game today because we had, like we said, an entire show planned, and then now we still are going to do the majority of that show, but we also have to talk about the fact that they did win. They this won. could have they a have major six wins. impact. Yes. They six. extended their season. Welcome you know how to the Six Wins like post-game show. Late in a game, just, just extend the game. Like, extend the game so you give yourself a chance, chance in a tight win. game, yes. right? They extended their season. I don't know where it goes. They may still end up 
with a losing record. They may still end up missing the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I know they extended their season. They're a six-win team. They're no longer in the basement nope. of their division, right? Like, they've given themselves an opportunity to improve moving forward. Now, tough schedule, seven games. Remember we talked about it before as well on the podcast, and it was uh, it was definitely at the center of a lot of uh, pregame and tailgate dialogues beforehand. A win for the Patriots significantly improved the percentage of chance that they may be able to make the playoffs. Like they're in the 60s now, I believe, actually. Like the path opens a little wider there thanks to Marcus Jones blazing down the field. Now, there could be like a hurricane and then a flood and it could wipe the path out in the coming weeks. Could be a problem. But for the here, for the now, they have six wins. And more importantly, they gave you a highlight play. The best play of the season, energetic, excitement. Oh, and by the way, He's a young player. You're like, ooh, this guy's here for at least the next three years. And it wasn't like when the stadium lit up against the Bears with the zappy two touchdowns, which then yielded or rather opened the floodgates to one of the most soul-crushing defeats in recent years. No, instead, it came at the end and delivered the win. 10-3 final. Patriots win. Marcus Jones is your hero. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number to call into the Six Rings postgame show and talk Pats and Jets with Fitzy and Hart here on EEI. Breaking down the game that was. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show. Here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Well, unfortunately, with the good will sometimes come the bad. And when we try to celebrate in victory thanks to plays like Marcus Jones at the end of the game. Sometimes there has to be a swing in the wrong direction or a counterbalance. We go now to the injury update desk with our own Andy Hart here on the Six Rings postgame. So show. we saw David Andrews uh, limp off in a lot of pain in the first quarter, really struggled uh, to get down the steps off the field playing surface into Gillette Stadium. saying thigh injury, correct? Yes. So we have an update from Ian Rappaport. Patriots center David Andrews is feared to have suffered a serious thigh injury that could end his season. Source said he'll have more testing done to determine the extent, but the but good news is not expected would be a significant loss. So sounds like they're preparing to play the rest of the season without David Andrews, which we've seen over the last three weeks, three games, uh, is not good news. The offensive line has been a problem even with Andrews at times and certainly gets much worse when he is not out there. Certainly seems to trickle down to Cole Strange, who struggles with no David Andrews out there. So. James Ferentz, uh definitely struggled to hold his own today. and without He's with, a backup. Yeah, I know. And I understand, but he's also a veteran start. backup. and he's being He usually plays guard. Now he's, having to, he's thrust into playing center. And then, of course, like you were just saying, like Cole Strange, who, again, had another terrible day. Yeah. You can almost trace it all back, though. Like, you don't want to just say it's as simple as blaming it on David Andrews not being there. But that's the captain of your offensive line. He's probably, in a lot of ways, making calls and helping hold the hand of Cole Strange as he tries to get his feet wet and hold his ground as a rookie in the NFL against some ferocious defensive lines. The time now is not for, oh, why'd you create the need for the guard? Why'd you take this guy? He's there. He's on the team. you got to win or lose with him. You're, this is the kid you're going to have to play. But that's really bad news. To potentially lose David Andrews to a thigh injury for the rest of the season? Oof. Tough season for Bear. Bell gets rung on that cheap shot from Pinnell against the Bears at the end of that game. Unnecessary cheap shot, yep. no less. And now what we thought maybe was a contusion turns out to be a potentially more serious thigh injury. Again, uh, from Ian Rappaport. Uh, potentially serious thigh injury that could end the season. He'll have more testing done. But good news is not expected. Would be a significant loss. You could say that. Also, by the way, I didn't even realize poor uh, 
Poor uh, Hendon Hooker tore his ACL, the quarterback of Tennessee yesterday. Yeah. Ah, Injury to insult. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Can I ask sport. you a question? Uh, I might even have an answer. Semi serious. Okay. Is Mac Jones the worst Jones on the Patriots roster? Yes. <laughs> Semi serious. Jack. Yep. Marcus. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Jonathan. They're all better. Oh, in the power ranking of Joneses right now, on the Mount Rushmore of Joneses, uh, Marcus is the one with the huge stone. He's in the George Washington position. He even gets the night's floodlights at night. Uh, hell, I might even put, like, some Vegas uh, lights glowing, like, hey, MVP, look at this guy over here. Then you got Jack, or Jonathan probably, had a good game. Could have snagged that Almost pick. Almost had a pick. Played well. Jack Jones overran that long pass to Garrett Wilson. Oh, no, Denzel Mims, excuse me. But by and large, has played pretty well. Mac Jones, Yeah. In the power ranking, he's number four of all the Jones. Although on coming the on strong, program. if he gets a little protection, yeah, he's not going to. So uh, he's we, poor. <laughs> the tackles played like crap. Uh, you just maybe lost the center for the season. Tough road to hoe for old pal Mac Jones. Old McCorkle has got a tough one ahead of him, and of course, the Patriots are right back to it Thursday night, eight fifteen on Thursday night football Thanksgiving edition on NBC. Patriots at Vikings. Vikings are in action right now. We'll keep you up to date on that game as well. We'll bring you audio from who spoke at the podium and what they had to say. When we come back, that wraps up our number one here of the Six Rings postgame show. Fitzy and Hart with you till 730, and then we take it to Sunday Night Football. Give us a call, won't you? Let's talk Patriots. 617-779-7937 here on WEI. 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 New England sports original. Marcus, at what Marcus, at what point did you realize you're going to get a touchdown on that play, and were you surprised that they punted it to you as opposed to getting it out of bounds in that spot? Yeah, uh, my main thing is I thought they was going to go ahead and try to kick it out of bounds due to uh, the time on the clock. But um, the first thing was trying to make sure that I follow my teammates block, and then I seen a punter, and I was like, if I make a miss, then I should be able to go to distance. The theme music to the Six Rings postgame show is the training montage from Creed 2. Not nearly as good a movie as Creed 1, but still the kind of music that gets you hype. And it's from movies like that that I think a lot of us derive that great never give up till the final bell, play to the final whistle, don't give up all hope because you always have what, Andy? Especially in a boxing movie which has some of the ultimate sports metaphors and analogies. A puncher's chance. Boom! There, Man, we are doing a lot of the same radio together because we get each other far more than we should. Yes, you always have a puncher's chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Which is exactly... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, la- I'm just laughing. <laughs> One of the callers, uh, Polly, who's in the car, it says, how did Fitzy get to the radio station so fast? I got a route from the station to the, from the stadium to the station, Polly. I'll get you in a second. We'll take it's you. It's a tunnel. In. It's like the, the uh, canal I have a tunnel. Secret bat- yeah, I have a secret little bat tunnel that I travel. Because uh, I was on field at halftime doing a little punt pass kick competition with the Foxborough Fire Department and the Foxborough uh, Police Department. They did a great job, and it was nice to shine a little light and send some love the way of those heroes uh, on the local scene by the stadium. But, yeah, Andy, that's. That's why we sport. Like you said, that's why we do what we do. Now, of course, like we said, now comes the David Andrews injury news. Could potentially be a problem during the break. You asked aloud in the studio. It's only you and me. So, of course, you asked. I responded. Who could save the season for the Patriots offensive line? I said, oh, how about Chase and Hines? To which you replied. He's on IR, and I don't believe he's eligible to return. Uh, I don't think he Whether is Whether he is well. or isn't, I think if he, he might is be your savior, I don't care for the plan. He made the team for a reason. 
We need something, Andy. Andy, so did James. Could Ferentz. he be wor- Could they be much worse than the who's way got the more experience right and faith than Ferentz? And you you want to replace him? I just I, I don't. Am I being overly negative to say yes. I think the line's going to stink for the final seven games? You did call it a house of cards a long time ago in the preseason. Uh, dare I say, even before training camp. To, to, or maybe right around the start of training camp, to which I said that actually may now be an affront to people that build stable and very pleasant-looking yeah, houses, houses of cards. cards are calling me and like, that was disrespectful. That yeah. was rude. I can stand tall You may want to walk that one back. Dan's in Rhode Island. He would like to talk about the quarterback play as well as today's Patriots victory over the Jets. Hello, Dan. Fitz, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Danny Cranston. It's been a while. How you doing, brother? Good. So is Sam Donald... So I go, does that mean Zach Wilson sees ghost goblins, card pumpkins, and Frankenstein and Dracula as well? Oh yeah. man, <laughs> Dan, I did. I did see somebody saying well, earlier today. I didn't write that material myself. <laughs> I, I, you know what? This is the place to deposit it. Maybe not Monday through Friday from six a to ten p. However, on six rings, all the dirty jokes and all the one-liners are always welcome. I did hear from someone yeah. at the tailgate today saying that today was the day that people should have tried to uh, have every woman dress like Stifler's mom just to see if they could distract <laughs> Zach Wilson. But you know what? They didn't need to because the pass rush was tremendous. The coverage was excellent. And once again, Zach Wilson looked like a complete Division three amateur in the face of a Bill Belichick defense. Can we just I, – I don't want to get in deep into this, but I, I just keep – after watching today's game, I was thinking about this. That class of 21, how many hours, endless hours, was touting this is the greatest class since 83 or whatever it was? And, you know, they all suck. Every one of them. Every one of them sucks. They may not be in the league in five years. Justin Fields, he still sucks. But he, he's basically, you know what his playbook is? He's a halfback pass every time. He's a running back that throws the ball. That's what I mean. That's that's the only reason he's doing well right now. But just these five guys all suck. I don't think Lance you can give an incomplete. But was he impressing anybody when he was even playing? No, no, no he was no. terrible. Uh, Justin Fields. People... Justin Fields is on the uptick. Unfortunately, though, he but, was carted off the field at the right. end of the game today. But so talent-wise, good news for he was. I mean, you made him feel good about himself here at Gillette Stadium a few weeks ago, and he's been running all over the. Been place. the number one player in fantasy, of course. Now, fantasy doesn't mean anything to reality. Well, that but, makes it, that makes it all worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I know. I, I just I I just think like come next April when there's going to be four guys that go in the first round again, they're going to be game changers. Oh, yeah. No thanks. I like <laughs> your sport. I like you making fun of a sports radio guy voice as well, Danny. Yeah, I try. It's my my goal in life. <laughs> See you, Dan. Thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> guys, take it easy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. I need thanks to defend call. somebody here. Okay, what did you just say? Zach Wilson was a D three passer, looking like a D three okay. passer. Quarterback of my Tufts University. I looked up his stats this year. You know what they are. 69% completion Everyone, please percentage. Everyone, feel free to go make a sandwich. No. Come on back 69 in a 69% completion percentage. Nice. 26 touchdowns, three interceptions, average 305 passing yards per game. Suck on that, D3 hater. Oh, okay. You know, and st- yeah, Steve McNair, he played Michael at what? Michael Berluti. Al- <laughs> oh, I love Berluti's. Two for one pizza night on Tuesday. It's Berluti's great. He's a sophomore. <laughs> Don't take shots at D3 football. Uh, nothing yet from Mac Jones or Coach Belichick, producer Nick LePan. Thank you very much. We'll take you to them when we, uh, we get Mac a Jones as well. Mac Jones is icing because he was on his back six times. Uh, 
Here we go. Uh, I, you know, my my favorite are when people call fresh from the game and they're in the car on the way out. I love lubed up. Uh, well, hopefully, they're not driving. No, sitting in the passenger I, of seat. Of course, absolutely. Back seat somewhere. Yeah, no scrubs. Obviously, they're sitting in the side of the passenger's yeah. ride trying to holler at us, and we're yes. going to take the call. Okay, let's roll. Keith is leaving the game. He wants to talk about the MVPs and the LVPs of the game. He's doing your thumbs up, thumbs down work for you. What's up, Keith? Love it, Keith. How we doing, guys? How we doing? Oh, Super. we're on top of the world, big guy. On top of the world. Uh, How was that play at the stadium today? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, that punt return, unbelievable. One of the best plays I've seen in person since, you know, that Saints catch who was it, Kemble Tompkins in the back of the end zone. Yep. Ooh, good yep. comp, good oh. comp. Hey, I've been going to these games for a while, Fitzy, you know. Uh, I got to tell you, though, this, this team stinks. <laughs> like, we are not good. We're not a good team. Like, 10, 10 to 3? This was embarrassing. But anyway, let me get to my point. The MVP of this game, yeah, I'm, I'm going for a stretch here because that's how pathetic this game was. I'm going with Mikey Pilarkey. Pilarkey? He? Is that his name? Pilarkey? Nope. <laughs> close enough. Close he enough. Pilarkey is what Andy's a, full of. It's okay. He, he had a fantastic game. Jake Bailey's yeah. terrible. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Ryan Allen guy through and through. He's on the streets. I don't know why he's not on this team. But other than that, I'll tell you, the LVP, this offensive line, are you guys kidding me? Yeah, yeah. they stink. They uh, stink. Anyway. They yeah. stink. No, they're, they're, they're absolutely guys, brutal, Keith. They, they, they stink. All right, guys, have a good one. <laughs> hey, you too, Keith. You, you too, Keith. So we have a problem here. If you witness that punt return what, for an 84-yard touchdown, all the beer and all no, no, no. The you witness that punt return to beat the rival Jets for yes. the 14th straight time to jump them in the standings to give hope for your second half of the season, Yes, and you ingested somewhere in the range of 36 beers <laughs> and still end up at the one assessment of, this team sucks. <laughs> We're in trouble. He's drunk oh. and he's coming off what should be a highs high, and he still right. goes back well, to I mean, this it, well, team He did stinks. say it was electric. I mean, people have told us that coming out of there, it was. Yeah, but shouldn't he be filled with hope? It, he's one of those like sad drunks. <laughs> we suck. Well, what kind of drunk was there to be at that he's game today? Drunk. Otherwise, otherwise, a sad happy drunk. drunk. What kind of they, they stink. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they stink. Give me a beer. <laughs> Oh my word! Oh, what an un- like th- this is. And again, in addition to Marcus Jones saving the day, if not maybe saving the, the season, season. Or at least the pay up. The no, Patriots maybe play- he saved the season. He saved the season and Absolutely. saved their opportunity to make the playoffs. To matter, they extended and we'll see what the they season. Can do. They extended. It. They get an awesome test Thursday. They get an awesome test Thursday. Right. As people also would like to discuss on the post game show, the defense showed up and showed out today. Yeah. Now was that a product, Andy Hart, yes. of? The Jets' offensive ineptitude or their own yeah. ability or both. Zach Wilson stinks. Yep, he, he, he stinks. He actually stinks. That throw, the symbolic throw, was the one to Braxton Berrios in the left side where Berrios is wide open, and it's one of those, I'm a quick little fast guy, get me the ball, I'll see if I can get upfield. And Wilson airmailed it over his head so oh. high that he didn't put his hands up. He just walked back to the huddle, like basically visually saying, you suck. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's what he said. Zach Wilson stinks. It is what it is. I, he was, and again, okay, you know, here I am. He'll be good in the XFL the, or one of those other leagues. Honestly, maybe. should beeline his way to the yes, XFL the Rock and would will be a star. Him and the then he thing. can come back to the NFL. No, he is not no. ready for prime time. He will not come back to the NFL because he stinks. Has, Mac Wilson has at least had uh, Mac Jones. Mac Wilson almost called for clipping at the end of the game. It's a lot of Wilsons, Jones, Max, and Zachs. Okay. 
Your Mac, job is to Mac organize Jones, them I, in your listen, brain. And I make mistakes every now and again. Sometimes I stink. A lot of the time. Pipe Other down. than that, I'll tell you, the LVP, this offensive line. <laughs> that was a good call. Keith was a great call. And I believe he may not have actually left yet. It sounded like they may have still been in the parking lot. So. Oh, make no mistake. The aftergate, which is, you know, if I had my druthers about this, we would be broadcasting from right smack in the middle of P3. We in would a have a solid RV. signal. Yep. We'd have With like, a bump out. Yep. We would have, like, fr- there'd be free beer, just like on the first night of the Jimmy Kimmel show. Somebody Spoiler alert, it, it lasted for one night until too many people got drunk and threw up. We would be awesome. It would be tremendous. Think of the signage that we could pimp all over that All thing. the different, like, how good that the the Aftergate surprise victory sausage is the best. Jake Daly's yeah. terrible. I mean, I, I'm you know, I'm a Ryan Allen guy through and through. That was subtly funny, too. It was he's a Ryan, he's a Ryan Allen guy. <laughs> You're drunk. You just saw a great punt return for a touchdown to beat the Jets, and you're oh. thinking about Ryan Allen. You're a oh Ryan my Allen God. guy. I see. That's why I love the calls. Like that's my favorite. I love the calls from the parking lot on the way home. Like people that people that loaded up on like the uh, the locals and like the uh, your favorites, the the light beverages, whatever else, and they have a little extra left in the truck. Fire that grill up again. Damn you right. Need, you need it to stay warm. Let the traffic take care of itself for a couple hours. Enjoy yourself. It's still early. It's dark, but it's actually still early. I had friends in the P3 lot today who got married. The marriage was carried live on ESPN earlier today. Wow. No I got to tell you, I got to tell you, that punt return, unbelievable. One of the best plays I've seen. <laughs> you think he'll remember it? He's the new spirit animal of the Six Rings postgame show. I hope everyone is like, now they're having an after party for the wedding in the parking lot right now. It should be a scene as well. If you'd like to share your memories, your thoughts on uh, the punt return, players that stink, anything and everything, you are welcome to here on the Six Rings postgame show, 617-779-7937. More of your calls, plus we'll take you to Bill Belichick and Mac Jones when they come on live, some other player audio, and we'll get you ready for Thursday night football when the Patriots on Thanksgiving night go to Minnesota. But first... We catch you up on all the other scores with Trending Now. Merloni, Fourier, and Mago. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. We will trend momentarily, but first, Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Um, all right, well, uh, great. Um, great team win for us today. Um, you know, the Jets are are tough like they always are. We knew it was going to expect this kind of a game. And, um, you know, they're the best fourth quarter team in football. So, you know, we knew it was going to be a battle there all the way to the end. But, um, you know, great, great ending there with the, um, you know, the punt return. Um, you know, we, we came close on a, on a couple of punt rushes, um, blocked a punt last week. So, you know, the combination of rushing and returning is a good, you know, good, good weapon to have. Um, you know, obviously, a big day for us defensively. You know, 100 yards total offense. It's a great job by the by the staff, the players. Um, you know, all the units have played running game, passing game, pass rush, coverage, third down. You know, we played played well on defense, um, as did the Jets. And and um, you know, we moved the ball. You know, we had 300 yards offense, but only three points. Um, so did a poor job of finishing our drives, getting the ball um, in good field position in the scoring range, or uh, getting the ball in the right area into the end zone. So, um, and I got to find a way to do that better. But it's good to do it from a, from a win. And um, you know, quick turnaround here. Get ready for Minnesota and and 
get ready to go up there and, and go on Thursday night. Bill, can you teach a player to become a good punt returner, or do they have to have a certain instinct? And is Marcus Jones possibly one of those players with that kind of an instinct? Uh, yeah, Marcus is really quick, and uh, I think Troy Troy Brown's done a great job with him. Um, you know, where Marcus was when he got here and where he is now are, are you know, they're an ocean apart. And, um, you know, Troy's really done a good job with the ball handling, ball catching, making the first guy miss, ball security, um, setting up blocks, um, you know, having vision on the ball, the gunner, playing the wind, so forth. So, um, you know, Marcus... We didn't feel like he was quite ready at the beginning of the year. We went with Miles, and uh, then as Marcus got better and gained more uh, experience and confidence, and and then performed well, uh, then you know he's handled all the return game for you know a number of weeks now. So um, yeah, certainly there's some innate skill that goes with that. There's certainly a developmental aspect. Um, you know, we saw uh, Edelman, who never returned punts, uh, you know, lead the league in punt returns and be a, be a great punt returner here. Um, compared to a guy like Troy Brown, who came in as a as a very good returner and continued to be, you know, as good as anybody we've ever had. So, um, but yeah, Troy's done a tremendous job with Marcus. Marcus has worked hard and, and he's really improved. And, and um, you know, he's had a number of big returns for us. But obviously today, going to the house uh, might have been the first one in the league this year. I don't know, but yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously a, a huge play in the game and and um, you know, great execution by the punt return team to. You know, get Marcus started, and then you know handle Hardy, who's you know good coverage player. Hardy Eccles um, and um, Davis, and those three guys make a lot of tackles for the Jets. So uh, you know, if you can get them blocked, get it started, uh, then you you know at least have a chance. And, uh, and then he did the rest. So um, well, he didn't. I mean, there was some other good blocks in there too, but you know, it was good. But our, our combination of rushes and returns, you know, we try to you know keep the pressure on their punt team. And, Paid off for today. Bill uh, Mac completed, I think, 85% of his passes or so, and but obviously, like you mentioned, the offense struggled with points. So, uh, how do you kind of evaluate his performance between those two, and obviously many other yeah, factors? Well, yeah, we'll take a look at the film here and see. But we you know, we moved the ball. We had we had not some good plays, but not enough and not enough consistency, and and we weren't able to get the ball in the end zone or get the ball. Close enough, often enough for what our opportunities were. Um, had too many negative plays, holding penalties, sacks, and and that was a combination of things. Um, so we just we got to do a better job. Hi, Bill. I know uh, it's probably not the best time for story time, but just a game like that we don't see too often with no offensive touchdowns, where a special teams <laughs> touchdown breaks it at the end. Can you recall a game in your experience where it it ended like that in the final minute, where Offense wasn't happening. Uh, nope, not off the top of my head. Uh, my memory's not that good, so they're probably <laughs> we probably find one. But um, yeah. You know, Connor. Bill, you mentioned that Marcus got off to a bit of a slow start. Uh, what did you see in him at Houston and in the pre-draft process that compelled you to draft him? He was a good player at Houston. What specific qualities uh, did you see? He's fast, he's quick. I mean, he returned uh, punts and kickoffs down there. He also played some offense, you know, as a converter receiver. So he's an explosive playmaker that, that ended up moving to defense, played inside, played outside, uh, and returned kicks. So he did all those in college. He's a good player. 
Hey, Bill, uh, prior to their punt return for the touchdown, Kyle Duggar came up with a big play there on uh, third down. Uh, his game was pretty good today. Yeah. Um, again, I thought we played good team defense. We'll have to look at the film and, you know, see exactly how each guy did and all that. But, uh, yeah, Kyle had a number of uh, uh, good plays that I noticed, you know, tackles, coverage plays. Uh, but there are also some plays where he was able to um, do his job and help out on somebody else at the same time and, um, you know, just be a just be a physical presence and a, and a factor in there. You know, also gave us some plays in the kicking game. So it's good to have Kyle back. You know, we didn't have him in the first game against the Jets, but it's always good to have. Uh, you know, and you're good players back there, and, and so having Kyle back was, you know, it was great. Bill, you guys got into the stadium uh, for the last <laughs> practice of, of the week that, that we had a chance to attend as media, I think, on Friday. And I know the conditions today were not exactly the same, but how helpful was that to be in the stadium, particularly when you, when you look at somebody like Marcus who's got to handle the ball uh, in, in conditions like he did today? Right. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was the Marcus play. It was uh, Janu on the uh, squib kick. It was um, you know, just in general, the balls went to their their boundary uh, or their sideline, the Jets sideline, and that's the way we practiced on um, Friday. Uh, the wind was stronger today than it was on Friday, but we had the general idea on Friday about the way the ball was going to go and you know how we would call certain returns based on whatever the situation was, uh, the distance, the field position. Uh, and the win and so forth. So it, it kind of did play out. Uh, it's, not also, no, it's not always like that. Sometimes the conditions change from Friday to Sunday and the wind changes direction or velocity or whatever, which it, it did. The velocity changed today. And I'd say the tough thing today was just the gusting. You know, when when Nick went out there for his field goal, it was pretty, it was pretty still. And then when he kicked it, it was really gusting up and, and hit the uh, crossbar and, you know, didn't make it. But, you know, that ball probably you know, was affected by, I don't know, five, six, eight yards, I don't know, whatever it was, you know, just in that. So it was, uh, you know, good kick, really close, but, you know, just just a little bit a little bit of a difference there and kicking into that open end, you know, that was, that was definitely a factor. But, yeah, and it was good to get in there, good to get the specialist to kick and good to get the returners, not just the returners, but the guys blocking to, you know, anticipate the direction of the ball and, and, you know, how the return was going to be set up um, based on where the wind was going to carry it. Bill, Trent had started every game for you guys this year at left tackle and wasn't on the injury report this week. What went into the decision to sit him until Isaiah got hurt? Uh, yeah, it was the coaching decision. Bill, question about your punting unit. This time you have a new punter, and with this kind of a weather condition, uh, is there any particular adjustment you have to make, uh, especially you know shifting from Jake to Mike from a righty to lefty? Yeah, well, sure. Anytime you change a position like that, there's there are some adjustments um, in the punting game, uh, righty to lefty, and uh, you know just overall timing. Certainly for a snapper like Joe, where you try to put the ball in the right hip for a right punter and left hip for a left foot punter, it's a little bit of a an adjustment there, but then, uh, you know, also, you know, Michael did the holding on the field goals, you know, for Jake, and and then Nick did the kickoffs for Jake. So um, there were multiple uh, adjustments with Jake uh, not available today uh, that both Nick and um, Michael had to make, and in addition, you know, Joe uh, Cardona. So, uh, you know, the rest of it's everybody else kind of is 
you know, their blocking assignments and coverage responsibilities and all that are like all pretty much the same. But certainly the direction of the kick, the hang time of the kick, and and you know the way the balls kick, Nick's kickoffs versus Jake's kickoffs, there there are definitely some differences there that we um, you know had to adjust to. But that's you know that's what you have to do. You know you always want to play into the strength of your specialists, and so that's you know we try to play into that. Last question, Terrence Holder. Bill, do you, do you feel like your offense and Mac are close to a breakthrough of kind of cleaning up some of those mistakes or getting the points that you want, or are you a little concerned that even from this point on, it's just going to be a slog and a fight for this offense? Yeah. Well, again, we moved the ball. We just didn't have enough points, so we got to do a better job of, of scoring more points when we get down there, and and when we get close to scoring points, you know, 30, 35 yard line, all the way to you know, get the ball closer to get some points on the board. So. It wasn't like we couldn't move the ball. You know, we had you know several good opportunities, but we just you know penalties, negative plays, drop the ball, missed opportunities. You know, we just have to do a better job there. And, and again, give the Jets credit, uh, Coach um, you know Salah and, and his staff and their player. And they have you know they have a really good defense. I mean, we all know that. So, but we're going to see good defenses you know for the rest of the year as well. So, you know, we just got to coach and play better. Okay, great. Thank you. Patriots coach Bill Belichick getting in the way of trending. I mean, does anyone not have a way that they could find out what the scores are of all the other games right now? Oh no, it was, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a good appearance by Belichick. Uh, yeah, he just not, pissed me it, off. Not totally overly celebratory. And now it's time for Mac Jones. He'll piss me off too. Uh, on one hand, obviously a super efficient day for you, but on the other hand, you guys got into the red zone and, and couldn't get into the end zone. Uh, so how did you feel about your personal performance? Yeah, I mean, we won the game. I think, obviously, we moved the ball pretty well today, so that's a fact, and we got to be able to move it through that fringe area better, and we've got to watch the tape and see what we can do better, but thought we stayed together as a unit, didn't lose our cool, and worked together to try to win, so... Obviously, Marcus's return was the icing right there on the cake, but that's a good football team um, in a tough environment. They played really well, and you've got to give credit to them, and happy that we won, and that's a great divisional win. So it's a good start there and to this little run we're going to make here. So got to just watch the film and see where we can get better. Hey, Mac. Uh, just, again, you kind of spoke to it, but thoughts on Marcus Jones' return and you know how much of a, rel- a relief it was to not have to go into overtime and try and gut one out there instead just, you know, the atmosphere on the sideline and just how that was for you guys. Yeah, I think um, that was great. I think that shows why football's one of the greatest, it is the greatest team sport. Um, it takes 60 minutes to win games in the NFL. Um, you see that every week. So really proud of our team and offense, defense, special teams. Thought we came together. And at the end of the day, in, in tough conditions like that, you just got to find a, a way to win. So um, we did that, and that's something to be proud of. So we're excited about this one. and. Like I said, we got a quick turnaround, so going to be a lot of improvement to be made, and we know what we want to improve on, so we just got to do it. Hey, Mac, uh, you told us earlier this week you did a full self-audit, and uh, it was reported this morning that a lot of that audit was just about your timing of your drops and them syncing with the routes. If that's true, how much was that improved today, and do you feel like that contributed to, you know, it was more of an efficient passing game? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, definitely improved on that, talked about it. Any offense, timing, spacing, 
all that stuff, drop depth, everything. So definitely going to look at the film and see how it looks. But um, for the most part, I felt like it was good. And like I said, tough conditions to play in, you know, 20, 25-mile-per-hour wins. So proud of the guys for catching the ball and doing all that stuff. And the linemen did good. I think um, some of those sacks are coverage sacks, and it kind of is what it is. That's football, right? You're in long yardage, and they have good players on the defensive side of the football. So, And that team specifically with a defensive line. So did some good things. Um, definitely want to get through the fringe and score more touchdowns. Hey, Mac, uh, two-parter for you. One, I just wanted to ask you about some of the play-action passes you guys were able to hit today for, for big plays and what you thought of those. And two, just seemed like you were trying to get the ball to the running backs on the checkdowns maybe a little bit faster today, and they were able to make some plays with it. Yeah, I think um, play-action pass is a good part of every offense, and um, you want to be able to get the linebackers to come up and the safeties and all that stuff. But definitely want to expand on that, something we've done really well here in the past. Um, and just try to do that and match it up with everything we're doing. So, like I said, I mean, there's quick throws, medium, long, play action, RPOs, screens, all that stuff. So you want to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. So we want to be able to do that as an offense and um, made some strides there today. But And then in terms of getting the ball to the backs, I think, you know, that defense played more, you know, zone, like take away the deep stuff coverage. So going to have to watch the film and see it. But for the most part, when they do that, you have to take what the defense gives. And um, if they give you the deep ball, take it. If they give you the short one, take it. So that's all there is to it. And can't chase plays, can't make up plays in your head. Um, you got to just operate the offense how it's supposed to be operated. Mac, as you mentioned earlier, you were able to, to move the football pretty well today, but kind of 30, 35 yards in, um, you struggled with execution. Is there a particular reason you can you kind of put your finger on as to why it's been problematic? Um, executing in that area of the field? Yeah, I think it's super disappointing. Um, we put too much work in to get that result. Um, I think it starts with us, the execution part, and then obviously trying to figure something out here, just make it work and get through that, like you said, 35, 40-yard line and just see if we can get through that and then see what happens because every time you're moving the ball towards the goal line, it's good. When you're going backwards for whatever reason, it's not. So we want to be able to create those explosive plays you know, like the Damian long run, for example, and then finish off those drives. And we need to do that um, in the red zone. We need to do it in the open field. But it comes down to execution and watch the film and see what we can do better. Mac, it seems like, especially in the first half, you and Johnny Smith had a good connection going. Just what did you see from him today, and, and what about that connection was working for you? Yeah, Johnny was a great player. Um, he's a great teammate, does, it, does what he's supposed to do on every play. Him and Hunter do a great job, so... Really happy to have those guys, you know, want to be able to give them the ball as much as possible. I like throwing to those guys. So any way we can. And John, who's that unique speed for a tight end and also unique strength for run blocking and things like that. So definitely want to use those guys as best we can. And um, he did a good job. You mentioned wanting to go on a run. How, feel do you, how close do you feel the offense is to getting over this hump? Yeah, I think it's a game-by-game game thing. I think today was us against the Jets and really us against ourselves. So, you know, we want to do better. We want to obviously score more than three points. It's not good enough. So, um, you know, got to look at it and see what we can do better. It's kind of the same story here. So we'll, we'll figure it out. But it takes time and, you know, execution. That's what it comes down to. And putting points on the board and not turning the ball over is important, which we didn't do today. Um, so that's how we win games, 95%. 
um, if we don't turn it over. Uh, Mac, you, you just got David Andrews back, and now it looks like you might miss him uh, for some time down the road. What kind of a loss would that be if that comes to pass? Yeah, I think David's a great player, um, great teammate, great leader. So definitely tough, but I think James um, does a great job when he's in there. He's a very smart football player, plays with a lot of effort, and obviously you're going to have to shuffle some guys around. We had some injuries again, um, but that's football. And those guys are they're fighting every play. So that's all you can ask for is their attitude and their effort. And I'm pleased with that group. And we just want to score more points and get through that fringe area. And, you know, the story might be a little bit different. Thank you, Mac. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks. That was Patriots quarterback Mac Jones at the podium following Coach Bill Belichick. We will discuss what both coach and quarterback had to say, as well as get back to all your calls and provide further analysis, maybe even catch up on the scores in the rest of the NFL. But we got to catch a break right now. 617-779-7937 is the number. This is the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. We're back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. I think the passing game just isn't working right now. Uh, we got to be detailed, you know, all of us. You know, it started it started during the week in practice, um, coaching, all of that, man. We all got to be more detailed. We all got to have a, a better plan. Um, this shit not okay. I mean, straight up, it's not okay. We had how many how many total yards we had? A little over 100. Yeah, it's just not 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 gonna fly. So, um, you know, we got the dudes. It's time. You know, it's time to be consistent. It's time to start winning the games we should win. It's time to to do all that. And, um, yeah. Coach, when you talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, yeah, it's dog. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Those are some of the highlights from the post-game audio from the New York Jetropolitans, obviously a little embittered by their defeat today in which their defense balled out and played their asses off, and all they got was this lousy T-shirt. And a loss to the New England Patriots, which means the Patriots swept the season series against them. That's 14 straight Andy Hart mm. for the Patriots against the Jets, a game they could have easily won if their offense wasn't a tire fire. Nice. I take Dog. <laughs> Or dog blank, as I agree. Coach Robert Sala put it. Uh, Zach Wilson was asked, uh, Mike Giardi tweeted out an hour ago, Zach Wilson was asked if he felt like he let the defense down. His quote, no. We just heard that. I'd want to say it again. Okay. No. In case anyone didn't understand that. Did you let the defense down? No. Okay. He's a dink. It you have two young quarterbacks that are struggling, but one's being a dink about it and one isn't. Like, you listen to Mac Jones, I think he's full of crap when he says the offensive line did great. I'm also a little annoyed by he and Bill telling me how much they moved the ball today. Yeah, well, we had, uh, moving the ball wasn't the problem. We just got to do a better job of scoring. Uh, so the bar has okay. been lowered so far because oh, you, had 11, you had 11 possessions. Mm -hmm. Your punter punted seven times. Mm -hmm. You turned one over on downs. That's eight. Um, on you, one of the worst play calls I've seen in a long time. Hideous uh, since their last fourth down against the Jets, probably. <laughs> but you had eight possessions where you possessed the ball for five plays or fewer, including mm -hmm. five three-and-outs. Mm -hmm. Is this what we're bragging about is now mm -hmm. moving the ball? 
moving the ball effectively because it's such a great defense. Obviously, it is an excellent defense they're going against. Good. So now we move the ball. Did Terrific. you? Did you really? Because I don't think you did. Okay. Well, I will tell you right now, Andy. I Hart, don't think moving as we the bro- ball, having as we, eight drives with five plays or fewer, is good enough. From you our, punted seven times. The is, Bills are the competition. Mm-hmm. They don't punt. You don't make them punt, and you just punted seven times. Stop telling me how well you moved the ball. You didn't. As we broadcast once again from our Best Yet brand studio here, Andy and I bring you the stats that matter. Uh, let's see. Mac Jones threw for 246 yards. Oh, we're going to take a victory lap? Patriots ran for approximately 100 yards on the oh, day. Great. So great. 350 yards of offense against the Jets. You have 10 points. No touchdowns on offense. Two missed field goals and a touchdown on special teams. And no With less than 30 seconds left. And no consistency. Actually, no. There was consistency. There was the offensive line folding like a card oh, table terrible. consistently. There was bad play calling on fourth down or third down consistently. Mac was holding the ball too long and shotgun consistently. But aside from that, no. Not much consistency. Anything else bother you or catch your eye, catch your ear from Coach Belichick uh, and Mac Jones? Yes, and I wrote it down. It's a good way to keep note. This little run we're going to make here, Mac ooh, Jones said. Ooh. Not, not we're trying to, we're yeah. hoping to. This little run we're going to make here. So he believes, and they've won three in a row. We should mm-hmm. note they've won three in a row. Yes. Two before the bye. Six and four. Thanks Third to the place Jets, in the partially. The, thanks to the Colts. Mm-hmm. So, you, you you know, I'm not sure the competition's great, but that's a winning team with a winning record. You've won three in a row, but Mac Jones believes they're about to go on a little run. How you like them, Could apples. be very little. Could end Thursday could be very night. Could, could end could, in a couple days. All Short the way week. Comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> right in Minnesota. <laughs> right after Thanksgiving supper. Back to the phones we go. Polly's in the car. Hello, Polly. Hey, how are you, guys? Thanks a lot. I have three balls to give out today and a real comment that you had earlier that I wanted. First off, Marcus Jones, obviously, you know, you could tell how excited Belichick was about special teams. You got a shout out. I've been in season ticket holder since 94, never saw a Jets game end like that. I mean, outside of the uh, Tuna Bowl when you had to block the field goal. The second one obviously goes walking back to the car. We had the Jets fans turning to the Nets. It was N-E-T-S, Nets, Nets, Nets. And the third uh, game ball is definitely to you, Fitzy. How you're out on the, on the field and you run back and you're on the microphone. Have to give you a game ball on that. And then the last one was Have you listened? You're, you're commenting on how this may be one of the toughest defense through the rest of the year that the Patriots going to have to face. Curious mm-hmm. on that, that one. You want me to? Well, you want me to walk that one back? I mean, this is definitely they're the number two ranked very defense, good defense in the NFL, Paulie. Yeah, well, I agree with that one because obviously it showed yep. up today. Yeah, I mean, goodness, ferocious indeed. Thank you Thanks very much. Call, appreciate Paulie. the call. Thanks for hanging on hold. Appreciate your contribution to the show, Paulie, as well. I got two balls I'd like to give out. Uh, game balls? Yeah, like Polly. He had three balls. All right, well, we'll get to Andy's game balls, uh, a new segment here on the post-game show. It's Andy's game balls. When we come back, we're just going to catch a quick break right now so we can get back on the clock following those post-game pressers. We brought you Six Rings post-game show with Fitzy and Hart rolls on here on WEEI. Now, back to the Six Rings post-game show on WEEI. Four yards, get a game-winning touchdown after Patriots offense stinks all day long, but not as bad as the Jets. Zach had nine completions on the day. They not had as more. bad as this song. <laughs> 
Wow, 23-3. to Uh-oh. Looks like the Vikings... Uh, are going to make... be angry and wounded on Thursday oh, night? No, I was going to say not as good as we thought they were, but as a matter of fact, actually, it looks like, yeah, they're going to be, they might be real mad. Wow, that was a long field goal that Dallas made to end a first half to forget for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. 23-3, to your halftime score there. By the way, 10-10 as well. Mr. Unlimited against uh, Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, and the Las Vegas hey, Raiders, a team so cash-strapped they can't even afford to fire their first-year coach. Which is too bad, because we could use them. <laughs> because we could absolutely. Because as we get to some of the negatives, I believe Matt Patricia will be part of the discussion. After two weeks to put forth whatever you think your best shot is offensively, we got, well, that. <laughs> Six Rings postgame show, of course, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. That's Zudi, Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Andy, uh, I think both of us were a little taken aback by Mac and Coach Belichick saying how well the Patriots moved the ball today. You made mention of it before the break. Yeah. I just want to go over it again. I saw several beat reporters post photos of Mac Jones. Here's one from uh, Chris Mason. Uh, Mac Jones, quote, obviously we moved the ball pretty well today. That's a fact, end quote. Uh, yes, like we mentioned before, the Patriots had about 340 yards of offense, so that's pretty good. But would you call that moving the ball pretty well? I mean, is one of the takeaways you or anyone who has to go back over this game or who was there or who was just like a devoted and dedicated diehard Pats fan, is one of the takeaways from this game, wow, the Pats moved the ball pretty well today. In comparison to the Jets, sure. You moved the ball much better than the Jets. In comparison to maybe even yourself at times this year, maybe. In comparison to a, what I think you need to be to be a better team over the final seven games of the season now, I'm not giving it to you. I, I think we've lowered the bar and the expectations and and what now passes for a a quality offense i i don't know i maybe i'm no, just being I'm overly you. negative no i don't think overly so. critical and cynical i've got andy no- hot you suck why yeah, don't you let him enjoy the win troll, like the him. troll patrol why don't you leave fitzy and the fraud squad alone yeah. i'll i'll join you happily hand in hand on this one like there's no if only or yeah buts on this one to me like yeah but you missed the kicks or yeah but you all like oh the wind or yeah like no you move the ball okay and then your line would collapse you'd move the ball okay and then you'd call a terrible play on fourth and third You'd move the ball okay, and then Mac would hold on to the ball too long. Like, these things happen. They plagued the team consistently all day long. Of course, we were, you know, elated, and we were having a little bit of a celebration when the show began because we were still on the sweet, sweet high of Marcus Jones's punt return touchdown. Now we're getting back down to reality, and the brass tacks indicate that this team is lucky to have escaped today with that win, and thank goodness the defense balled out the way they did. Or Zach Wilson in the offense. I'd like to push back. Bad. Go ahead. Go I ahead. wouldn't say lucky. I'll push back. I continue to push back on that. I don't think you were lucky. You made a good play. You had a timely playmaker make a great play when you needed it. The defense was awesome and gave yeah. you the chance to make that play late. They're stupid coaches punting to your punt mm-hmm. returner who didn't expect to get a chance to make a play. But I don't like. You earned the win in the end. Now, I don't know if you deserve... Somebody clapped back at me on Twitter like, Patriots didn't deserve to win today. So my immediate response, the obvious response is, did the Jets deserve to lose? I mean, win? And he responded immediately, no, no, absolutely not. Somebody has to win unless, as we were sort of talking about in the the boardroom watching the game, Mm. unless they were headed for one of those ties that just mucks up everybody's record and the the tiebreakers as you get into playoff scenarios... They won the game. A guy made a play. 
MVP, as we expected, M. Mm-hmm. Jones is their MVP. <laughs> exactly, just how we just how we wrote it up, just like we said before the game. Uh, before I grab a quick call, then we flip the hour. Yeah, let's um, get to the calls. They're we locked talk- and loaded. I know that we've taken a ton. We got plenty more to Take go. More. Relax. There's another hour we're and a half. Caller driven. All right, I know. That's what we're here for. Uh, old pal Ben Volan over at the Boston Globe uh, tweeted out uh, less than an hour ago. Unnamed Jets player quote Man, I can't believe we lost to the Patriots. End quote. Who do we think that unnamed player was? Who slid into his DMs? <laughs> See, I knew it set you up for that one and just couldn't. I'm not Sorry, that, Ben. Love you. Mean it. Uh, who do you think it could have been? Could have been anybody. Yeah. Garrett Wilson sounds cocky. A lot of them sound aggravated. Like a lot of them. There could yeah. be like, like Maybe one indicated. of the defensive linemen that was like, damn, we sacked him six times. We were getting after it. How do we Again. lose to those MFers? Living in the backfield today. Uh, Could have been quick... Robert Sala. <laughs> <laughs> he well, did yeah, say player. Player, not coach. Yeah. Sauce Gardner. Could be you Sauce Gardner. So? I think they have swagger in that what about, they definitely uh, have a bunch What of... about Bryce Huff, the guy that we were told about by the turn on the Jets uh, guy, Will Paw, remember, uh, oh, the other yeah. day? He told us, uh, watch out for Bryce Huff. Third down, big sack today from him as well. That guy's good. Joe's in the car. He would like to talk about the offense, the defense, the whole damn thing today. Joe, what's up? Hey, guys, what a win today. Uh, I'm going to hit you with three quick points. One, Excellent. One defense might be the one defense might be the best defense I've seen in years, probably since 20, 2004. Okay, we'll Marcus see. Marcus Jones. Yep. Marcus Jones was a heck of a draft pick by Bill Belichick. I'm going to give him credit for that one. Mm-hmm. And three, Matt Patricia might be the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen in my life. He stinks. Yes, because he's not an offensive coordinator. Thank you, he's Joe. He's a defensive coach. This was he's supposed to be the off, He's supposed to be the special offensive assistant and the offensive line coach. BT, F&W, the offensive line is a disaster. Like, you, you know what this reminds me of? Uh, she sounds hideous. That's because it's a dude or whatever. The Jake from from State Farm or whatever, when the yep. wife is all pissy, who he's, who's he talking to at 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. You can't get mad at Matt. Matt. I think I combined Mac mm-hmm. and Matt there. Mm-hmm. Matt. And say you're the worst. He isn't an offensive coordinator. Bill put him in a horrific position. As I said last week in my column, he should have said no. Your un, yeah, your unpopular column, which I don't no. really think you should have gotten clapped back over. You've written plenty of things that deserve thunderous yes, clap back. Obviously. However, this one, that's your job. I get it. Troll Patrol, Andy Hart, no, no, no. Hardos. Truth. Hart's Hardos. I Bill, get it. bad idea. I'm not an offensive coach. Nick Cayley, see that guy over there, Nick Cayley? Yeah, why don't you get the kid a shot? Because oh, he might leave in a year. Ooh. God for yeah. That you know what we want to do? We want to keep bad coaches in bad roles. That's a perfect plan for success. And to anyone who's going to say like, can't we just enjoy the victory? How come we got to yes. be critical of Patricia? Of course, we're happy about the victory. I point you to fourth and three in the fourth quarter when the Ugh. Patriots are trying to move the ball since they were moving the ball so well into field goal range. And they call a wide run left, sort of a, a zone stretch left, if you will, to Ramondre Stevenson. There were only nine Jets waiting it for was him. Unreal. Nine. You know how sometimes they tell CJ linemen Mosley like didn't step even left. bother calling it out because everyone already knew it. They tell linemen sometimes like step left and block the first guy that flashes in your face, the first mm-hmm. guy of the other colored helmet, and you're like, okay, coach, that sounds easy. The first guy. Oh my God, coach! There's nine of them. Which one do I, like it? It was doomed from day one. No Unless, line could handle. And that I will front. say that's a disappointing aspect of today's game. Is the one of the things that had been so good was Ramondre Stevenson mm-hmm. as a as a ball carrier. He was not good today. He had like fifteen for twenty six. Yeah, that's not good. No, Damian Damian Harris had the little. Uh, 
He had little little juice, little, little yeah, gasoline. Yeah, 8 for 65 for Harris. Yep. 15 for 26 for Stevenson. Ooh. I don't like that. Now, he did lead you with six receptions on six targets for 56 mm-hmm. yards. but That helped. Um, the line stinks. I just keep coming back to it. I don't know how mm-hmm. to say it. Different. Like, I know I'm supposed to be, you guys are on the radio, communications, come up with new words. They stink. Yeah, you're supposed to be the ones breaking it down there, Terrible. Guys. Where's Horrible. the analysis? Really bad. Yeah. Awful. Okay. What else I mean, do you I, know, I know lots of adjectives. They're all bad. The pass blocking, And they're banged up the game and didn't come back. Trent Brown's in the doghouse. That was a coaching decision, which means he's in the doghouse. That's how they say those things. He had to go back out there. And then I'm watching people come off the edge with, like, one arm and just throw him to the ground, throw Kajust to the ground. Right now, the line is an absolute disaster. And I don't see reason, other than your chasing Hines plan. Right. Listen, I'm fishing for answers here. I'm grasping at straws like I imagine a lot Dante, of people. Dante, here's a check. You sign it. You fill it in and tell Robert how much we paid you to come consult. I feel like this is in Elf when you need to bring in the little guy mm-hmm. who has all the ideas and you pay yep. him like a million dollars an hour. Dante is the little guy. Get him in a limo. Bring him in for whatever he can do to save our season because the offensive line is so bad. It's season. This was season extending. They, they, they stink. <laughs> season extending was Marcus Jones' punt return. Season ending is this offensive line. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Six Rings postgame show marches on with our number three in just moments here on WEI.